Hi, and welcome to Lessons for My Kids. When you go out and buy something for yourself, do you spend the most amount of money possible for those goods, or do you look for bargains? In most cases, people go to a sale rack, or they look for a coupon, or they look for some way to save money, yet still buy those high-end items. The reason I bring this up is I think this is a big lesson for kids that they need to learn. And it's one that I wish my parents would have taught me, although I didn't go off the deep end. Uh, And I wish that I would have taught my kids earlier on. So I'm hoping when they listen to this, they'll understand uh, some of the reasoning that I had behind our conversations. So this is all kind of stemming from an article that I saw in Investopedia called The Psychology Behind Why People Buy Luxury Goods. And the author, Vanessa Page, uh, provided four different sections or segments in her article that I'd like to go over uh, briefly. Um, The first one is the irrational consumer. So when she starts going into... Uh, talk about some of the high-end goods, she brings up companies like Apple. Uh, and she she talks about how, you know, Apple isn't the best phone out there. It's not the cheapest phone out there. Um, there are phones that are out there. Uh, in fact, even laptops when you're talking about the MacBooks. Uh, but she talks about how the iPhones aren't technologically unique or superior and focuses on Samsung. They make them better. And Microsoft, and uh, I'm going to butcher this name, but Xiaomi uh, make phones at much cheaper price points. But Apple has done such a good job with marketing that when you go into high schools, when you go into colleges, you'll see a lot of kids, at least here in the United States, uh, carrying around an Apple phone or using an Apple MacBook. Now, from what I hear, when you go into other places around the world, the iPhone is still there, but it's not nearly as prevalent. And it may be due to quality or it could be due to cost. Uh, but we here in the United States, for some reason, need to buy Apple. And we're willing to pay top dollar for it. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's a status symbol in a lot of cases. Could you get that same functionality out of a, another type of phone? Absolutely. Um, but it becomes a status, and you hear it all the time. Oh, what kind of iPhone do you have? Oh, I have the X, or I have the 11, or I have a 6, or whatever number, and it becomes a status symbol. So it's perceived uh, that these are non-luxury, yet when you really look at it and you have those conversations, you realize it is a status symbol. Uh, The next thing she talks about is self-esteem and luxury goods. And this is kind of an important one, especially for my kids, because I saw my son buy a $200 sweatshirt, and I thought, a sweatshirt for $200? I wanted to know what was so special about it. And I'm sorry if I'm embarrassing him. That's not my point. But my point here is that sweatshirts can cost as little as $10, $20. The actual fabric that makes up a sweatshirt is really not that expensive. And thankfully, um, there are low costs. Now, 
the average price is probably more along the lines of $30 to $50 uh, when you go to purchase it at a retail establishment. But $200, I thought, you're out of your mind. And what it was was the branding. Somebody had taken and put branding on a sweatshirt, probably a $20 sweatshirt, and they put a specific name on it, and that all of a sudden raised the price. Now, my dad always used to tell me, nothing is worth more than what somebody's willing to pay for it. And I think he's right. So the fact that most people, most normal people, would say a sweatshirt for $50 or $60 is still expensive, but they may be willing to pay that. Um, some are quality, uh, better quality than others, but would you pay $200? In most cases, you'd probably say no. So, um, but whoever was selling that shirt on that specific day found somebody who was willing to pay that. So, of course, that becomes the market. But what do you do if you're a kid? What if you do, what do you do if you don't have $200? Or say you do have $200. I look at this and I think this is an awesome lesson. What if that kid takes the $200 and buys a $20 sweatshirt? It's clothing, it keeps them warm, keeps them covered, so on and so forth. They can take that other $180 or even say they buy a $50 sweatshirt. They can take $150. They can put that in the bank. They can put it into an investment. They can put it under their mattress for all that matters. But it gives them extra cash to use later. And if they invest it, who knows what it could become. It could become, you know, two or $300, $400 uh, based on the investment over time. So this also brings me back to my other child who decided a hoverboard was needed. And we had a friend who said, I've got a hoverboard. Um, my son doesn't use it. We're willing to sell it. I thought that was a great deal. It was $100 less than buying a brand new hoverboard. My child decided that it was more important to have a brand new hoverboard than to buy a used one thus spent a hundred dollars extra. Now, some people would go, well, you as a parent should have done a better job. Well, part of parenting is also letting kids make mistakes. Uh, we all went through that, those of us who are adults, and in fact, a lot of us still go through that and we make mistakes. There is no parenting handbook, as I've said before, but there are opportunities that we can look at things as learning opportunities for kids. And in fact, my child who bought the hoverboard a couple years later said, yeah, I probably should have bought the used one. They recognized the fact that they could have had an extra $100 in their pocket. So how does this relate to this article? Well, people see these luxury goods as a self-esteem. They think in order to be part of the crowd, they need to have those name brands. If you look around most schools as a kid, not everybody's wearing name brands. I mean, they might be wearing a name brand sneaker. They might be wearing name brand jeans. They might be wearing name brand sweatshirts. A lot of those name brand sweatshirts have actually come down in cost. Uh, and hats and backpacks and all of those things. But in the end, if you really look at it, do the clothes make the person? And in most cases, no. 
Does the backpack make the person? No. Does playing on a specific sports team or in a program make the person? No. But it does help some people with self-esteem. So this brings us back to the next point um, that this author made, and it's authenticity matters. And she says there's a reason why people will pass the fake Rolex sellers on the street to pay full price for an authentic one. Despite appearing the same, the owner will know that they don't have a real luxury good. So I told my wife when we first got married, you know, I'd rather buy quality than just buying a thing. And so we were talking about furniture at the time. So we were talking coffee tables, dining room tables, so on and so forth. And when you look at those types of things, they're going to be in your life for a long period of time. And it's not going to be like a pair of shoes that might last you a year or two. And I know there are examples where people say, my shoes are older than you. And that may be true. But when you look at things like furniture and appliances and things like that, getting a quality uh, item is worth it. But if you get it at a discount, wouldn't that even be better? And of course it would be. So authenticity does matter in some cases. Uh, I'm not saying it doesn't, but you also have to recognize what price do you pay for those things? And are they really worth it in the long run? Or could you buy something that's equivalent for a little bit less and maybe save that money or put it into retirement or put it into some type of an investment? And I think the answer to that is, of course, we, we can try and find those things. That's why when you see people buying cars, um, there's a lot of used car dealers out there. Well, it's because people don't want to pay or may not be able to afford a brand new car. But the other side of that is when you drive it off the lot, that car is not worth uh, the same as what you just bought it for. A used car, on the other hand, you might be able to buy it for five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars less than what a new car costs. So you're saving some money, yet you're still getting brand, you're still getting uh, perceived value. And hopefully, uh, hopefully it's still running in the in the proper manner. So that brings us to the bottom line. Uh, people buy luxury goods for a lot of different reasons. They buy high end for a lot of different reasons. Some is uh, to fit in with a crowd. Some is because they think that walking down the street with that high-end item or or driving that high-end car or whatever it is, it's perception. But in the end, we can't take it with us. And we can't really give it on to somebody else where they're going to see a lot of value in it. And by saying that, again, cars lose value right away. Clothing doesn't gain value in, in most cases. Um, backpacks don't, and shoes don't uh, gain value. So those are things that we need to keep in mind. Is it worth it to buy a t-shirt for $60, $70, $80 when a t-shirt will, for say $10, is still going to keep you warm, keep you covered, so on and so forth. So I think it's important to take these lessons, uh, especially for kids, and understand, look, you only have so much money. And if you're working a job, you still have to pay for food and clothing when you get older. And you might have to pay for rent or you might have to pay for a car and gas and insurance. 
those are things that people have to take into consideration. Think about the future, not thinking about the now. What if you were to take money and buy the $10 t-shirt and put, say you had $50, and you put $40 away, and that starts growing? In the long run, you could retire early. You could have, uh, you know, help out your family somewhere down the line. Now, granted, $40 probably isn't going to make you a millionaire, but when you compound that over time, it could be a nice little nest egg. So with that, I would like to wish any parents out there the opportunity to uh, sit down with their kids um, and talk about money. So many times it's it becomes kind of a taboo uh, topic, but I think this is one of those where, yes, we can give them lessons. Yes, we can teach them uh, by doing something that they probably shouldn't be doing, but we also have an opportunity to steer them in the right direction. Now, they won't listen to us all the time. I know that one from experience, but if we don't sit down and at least try, they're never going to learn. But the flip side of that is when they do go and make those mistakes, such as when we did, somewhere down the line, they're going to remember that conversation and they won't make that same mistake a second time. With that, I thank you for listening and I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. Please come back and listen anytime. Have a great week. Bye-bye.